The Miami Dolphins have made perhaps their most interesting addition to the offensive line by reportedly agreeing to terms with free agent offensive tackle Isaiah Wynn. This former first-round pick brings competition in the offensive line, but what's his forecast, what's his fit, and what were the causes for some of his regression in 2022? You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today is Monday, May 15th. 2023. And today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Today was going to be the 2023 way too early schedule prediction show. And then the Dolphins agreed to terms, uh, reportedly by several sources on Sunday, with free agent offensive tackle, offensive lineman, Isaiah Wynn. And I actually spent some time over the course of the weekend watching a number of free agent offensive linemen that are still out there. I started with Cam Fleming, uh, and Wynn was next on my list before it was announced that he was agreeing to terms. And after the Dolphins cut several rookies off of their rookie minicamp uh, after, what, two practices? It, it kind of triggered that you felt like something was coming, and sure enough, the Dolphins reportedly agreeing to terms with Isaiah Wynn on Sunday, May 14th. A little bit surprising with the timing, given that we were largely under the impression that any moves from this point were going to be post-June 1 after Miami opens up all this extra cap space, so I can't imagine that this is a a highly lucrative financial deal for Isaiah Wynn. Uh, But we have to talk about a number of different layers here because after the news came through, I spent the day yesterday uh, when I was not... Um, on dad duty to make sure my, my wife enjoyed as enjoyable of a Mother's Day as she possibly could, watching Isaiah win. When Isaiah win, I do think my first reaction is from a physical skill set perspective. I do believe he is a better systemic fit, whether you're projecting it right tackle or left guard, and it doesn't really matter to me where you're forecasting him. Is athletically a better fit for the Dolphins' offense than the other offensive linemen that a lot of people have eyes on in Cam Fleming. I do think Isaiah Wynn is a much more dynamic player. Uh, I think he's more explosive. I think he has more power in his frame. He's comparably long. I believe Isaiah Wynn is like a half arm, half an inch arm length shorter than Cam Fleming, but certainly passes your offensive tackle thresholds. Uh, he's kind of this condensed bowling ball type of build, but uh, has good length, has very good mobility when he is on. He has, of course, missed some time over the course of his first several seasons with the New England Patriots after being a former first-round draft selection. Uh, He struggled with uh, a number of lower body injuries that have cost him meaningful time, and he missed the second half of last season. So, when you're taking into account the reliability, and of course that's a whole other discussion of of durability and the players that the Dolphins are collecting. And I, for one, like I understand the concern with a player with durability questions. But if the alternative is to bring in 
lesser players, I would rather have the greater players and have a surplus of talent to be able to say, okay, throughout the course of a season, we're going to lose this guy. Love averages says we're going to lose this guy for four or five weeks. We're going to lose this guy for six weeks. But as long as they don't all happen at the same time, and as long as they are all not season-ending injuries in which you don't get them back at some point along the way, if you go for better talent, you're still going to have a talent floor that is going to enable you to win football games through injuries, and then you just hope to sink everybody up at the end of the season so you are the inverse of what the Dolphins were last year, which was a skeleton crew going into Buffalo to play the Bills. Law of Averages says you'd like to think if you get back to that postseason, you won't be so ravaged with key players like they were last year. But this is a marathon. And understanding that I'd rather have 12 games of Isaiah win than 17 games of Austin Jackson. I would rather do that and live in that world. Now, whether or not he fits it, Tackler guard is another conversation, but here's a couple of the observations that I had with Isaiah Wynn when I watched him playing football, and I watched a number of games from 2022, and you could see the, the dysfunction that was there, but then there's also the 2021 tape that I went back and watched and was pretty impressed with what you saw at left tackle when he was playing left tackle. He changed to right tackle this past season in New England, but I saw a player who had very good first step quickness. I saw a player who had range to play in space. Perimeter screens, he's getting outside the numbers, picking off defensive backs, effectively mirroring in space to get attached on bodies and not just be a roadblock out there that you can run around as a traffic cone. I saw good anchor ability. I saw good power in the run game, particularly on uh, double teams and climbing to linebackers. Vertical push in the run game was a strength of Isaiah Wins. I think he's got active feet. He's not the most technically refined or polished, but I thought the 2021 Buffalo game, and not the one that happened in the windstorm, the one that happened in New England, that, that New England lost, and they scored 21 points in that football game. You're watching him go against the speed of Jerry Hughes and the power of Mario Addison by possession. It, it's different who he's lining up with, and he has to deal with speed, and he has to deal with power. You see good jolt in his hands. You see lively feet, lively base. You see good anchor ability. He plays with a low center of gravity. The question is, how much of peak Isaiah Wynn is still left after a couple of lower body injuries, right? And of course, he missed the second half of last season. It felt like the Patriots last year were eager to get him out of the lineup to begin with. Uh, there, there was some uh, malcontent there. But the 2022 struggles, I think there's a lot of context that's very uh, important for us to uh, explore because this is a former first-round pick who is playing at a high level as recently as 2021. And then there's the changes that happened last year, and I'm really interested in diving into those because on a one-year contract, which is what it's been reported for Isaiah Wynn, to come in and compete for a starting job I don't want to do the show before the show. Well, let's talk about the 2022 struggles next. But before we do, today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a fast break to FanDuel for the NBA playoffs. We are in the conference finals. And of course, the Heat 
representing the Eastern Conference Finals once again. Jimmy Butler looking to put the team on his back, as he has in the first two rounds, as the Heat have romped after edging into the playoffs, playing the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. So make that fast break. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 at FanDuel. That's $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet does not hit. How's that for peace of mind? There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. The regression for Isaiah Wynn was startling on tape. The 2022 stuff was, it was bad. I watched the Miami game, the season opener. I watched the Green Bay game. I had watched one additional game as well. And what it really felt like was, uh, it was a little lost out there. There were false starts. Uh, he had up to nine penalties and played about half the season. Missed assignments, uh, not stepping in the right direction on some run, run plays. Uh, he's seeing somebody kind of walked up on the outside, and it's changing what his landmark is, but he's not on the same page with Michael and Wayne Yu, his, his right guard. Uh, so just a lot of inconsistency in execution. And I understand that's a flag, right? Like, that, that's, that's not going to give you the warm and fuzzies for Isaiah Wynn stepping into this Dolphins lineup. But how do I say this as nicely as possible? The New England Patriots offensive coaching staff last year was as egregious of a coaching malpractice as has been assembled in quite some time, and nobody really wants to talk about it because the coach who's number two on the all-times wins list uh, was the culprit. This was a you-know-what show for New England. So the two pillars of the offensive coaching staff in New England during the entire stretch run of the Patriots dynasty, were who? Josh McDaniels, two separate stints across effectively 15 years as the offensive coordinator, and Dante Scarnecchia, uh, the, the best offensive line coach in the game for as long as he's been around. They were both not here last year. And the Patriots decided when both of them left that their replacements were, of course, and we, we've talked about this at length, and we, we know how not good of an idea this was, was Joe Judge, special teams background, and Matt Patricia, former defensive coordinator, were going to be co-offensive coordinators. Oh, by the way, Matt Patricia is also your offensive line coach. So not only did the coaching, it, it was the Miami Dolphins 2021 Brian Flores coaching staff, but Bill Belichick put it together. And not only did that happen, but they also said, hey, you know, all those things that have been the pillars of what we want to be offensively, the gap schemes, the Earhart Perkins progression style passing, we don't want to do any of that this year. We want to run the Shanahan offense. And we don't bring somebody in from elsewhere to come in and do it and install it. We're just going to learn it ourselves. What did we think was going to happen? 
Did we think an offense that has checks at the line of scrimmage based on formations and Matt Patricia, who was a defensive coordinator for the last 20 years, trying to be the offensive line coach and the offensive coordinator, and he was the guy calling plays simultaneously, did you think that was going to go well? The answer is no. And by the time the Patriots' offense found its footing midway through the season, you know what they did? They took all that stuff they tried to do, and they threw it in the trash. And they went back to what they were with Josh McDaniels. And you know who wasn't playing by the time that happened? Isaiah Wynn, because he missed the second half of the season. You changed positions. You made him switch from left tackle to right tackle. Your offensive line coach is also your offensive coordinator and hasn't coached the offensive side of the ball in 20 years. No, duh. No, duh. It's a disaster. And no, duh. It was a train wreck. So I'm not going to penalize Isaiah Wynn too much when he is asked to switch sides of the offensive line as a new offensive line coach who's not, not coached offensive line in any capacity for decades, in a new system that nobody on the staff has any experience coaching, and say, oh, well, you know, he, um, he got some of his, his uh, can calls at the line of scrimmage and his, his landmarks wrong. Staff had no idea what it was doing offensively. None. Case in point, they gave up halfway through the year trying to do it and just went back to, oh, yeah, we're going to do the things we did with Daniels because that's what the offense is skilled to do and that's what everybody knows. And yet nobody talks about Bill Belichick with the greatest coaching malpractice since Brian Flores' offensive staff a year prior. Guys in over their heads. No pipeline to tap into for competency to come in and run an offense. So yeah, Isaiah Wynn was a disaster last year. From a penalties perspective, uh, a calls perspective, from an execution perspective, from a fundamentals perspective. And every time he made one negative play, you know what they did? They pulled him out and they put Marcus Cannon in. For like the next series. They pulled him out of the game when he was healthy in the first half of the year. This is a great buy-low opportunity for the Dolphins. Because, you know, Isaiah Wynn switching from left tackle to right tackle and being malcontent about that and whatever, okay, he chose to come to Miami. He made a conscious decision to sign with the Dolphins. He knows what he's signing himself up for, whether it's left guard or right tackle. And he's on a one-year prove-it deal. He got he to gotta prove it. So even if there's still some fundamental lapses in technique if he has to stay on the right-hand side. You have to figure the mental execution side of the football with Frank Smith and Butch Berry, and say what you will about Butch Berry, Butch Berry's an established offensive line coach. The floor is higher than Matt Patricia's your offensive line coach. And I don't think it's a coincidence that when Dante Scarnecchia was here, Isaiah Wynn was kicking ass. The durability questions are still going to remain. But if you look at the last coherent version of the Patriots offense that Isaiah Wynn was partaking in, he's the, the fourth best offensive lineman on this roster. Period. And that puts you into forecast, and, and that is what we are going to finish with here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. The forecast 
for Isaiah Wynn and what my expectations are for Isaiah Wynn. I alluded to Isaiah Wynn the last time he played in a coherent offense being your fourth best offensive lineman. Teron Armstead, Robert Hunt, Connor Williams. Same usual faces that we talk about as pillars. If I were to put Isaiah Wynn in a bucket based off of a roster designation, I think right now, especially if he's playing to the caliber in which he did in 2021, this is an adequate level starter at worst. An adequate level starter in comparison to both Liam Meikenberg at left guard and Austin Jackson at right tackle, they have historically provided you with replacement level play. So to get a higher floor at one of those positions is a major win for the Dolphins, and it provides more competition, and it provides more competition for the other spot that has replacement level play as well. And it is a lot easier to mask one replacement level player than it is to mask two replacement level players. Nuclear offensive lines have two replacement level players or worse who play next to each other. Inconsistent offensive lines have two replacement level players that do not play next to each other, and that is where the Dolphins are at in my mind, because you do have three quality starters or better on the unit. But you've got replacement level play on the left side at guard, and you've got replacement level play at right tackle. Can you raise the floor of one of those spots? And I think Isaiah Winwood, for as long as he's healthy, and you're banking that if he's healthy for two-thirds to three-quarters of the season, you're hoping it's not a season-ending issue whenever he does suffer an injury, and you're hoping to get him synced up to be ready to go at the end of the year. But if you have a number of players that you feel comfortable with playing, if you have, and let's include Robert Jones in here too. So a starting five that includes Isaiah Witt, and I project this will be a starter. I can't imagine a world in which he does not outperform either Austin Jackson or Lee Mike. So starting five, that includes Isaiah Wynn. The other one of those two players, of Austin Jackson and Lee Mike. Dan Feeney, center guard flex. Robert Jones, right? And whether it's Liam Eikenberg or Austin Jackson that's on the bench, that could be your swing tackle, okay? You've got eight reasonable to varying degrees of reasonable, NFL offensive line. It's not like you're signing a street-free agent and he's going to step in and start the following week. Now, in a doomsday scenario, you would say, well, what happens if Teron Armstead and Isaiah Wynn both go down at the same time? Well, then you would be at what your starting floor is right now for what players are going to be on the roster or are going to be in the starting lineup. I would like to think he can win the tackle spot. I understand the play last year was not good. Respectfully, you know, if you're going to talk to me about his PFF rating last year, then turn around and look at his PFF rating in 2021. Okay? And, and I don't measure player values off of PFF grades. PFF has a lot of pro football focus. Uh, they have a lot of really valuable information, and they do a lot of stuff great. 
but I, I personally can't measure the player's worth on that annual grade that they give when I can look and contextualize. Oh, it's not, the NFL game is not binary. There, there's not a binary uh, interaction on every play that's either a yes or a no or a one or a zero, right? And I understand, I, I understand some of the PFF methodology and I have great respect for what they do as a company and they have a lot of great stuff. But I would rather just watch myself and contextualize what I'm watching because I feel like I'm, I'm equipped enough to generally understand the game. And when I watch and contextually watch Isaiah Wynn, I see a player who was in the midst of a dumpster fire last year, asked to change positions and given no support to do so. Versus the player that he was the previous three seasons with coherent coaching was a player who I think is a dramatically better player and you have a pretty reasonable chance so long as this player is healthy is that's the kind of player that you're going to get. That's my thoughts on Isaiah Wynn. This is a great signing. And if, if you're not pleased with the signing, please tell me what you would like. I know there's a lot of fuss about the Dolphins not addressing the offensive line. Well, now they've addressed the offensive line and it's not the player anybody wanted or he's hurt all the time or he can't play because of his PFF grade last. It's like, what are you, come on, guys. Have a little congruency with, it just, it just can't be nothing's ever good enough with the offensive line. I understand it's a frustrating spot. I'm as frustrated as anybody with it. But if I look at who Isaiah Wynn is, if I try to contextualize why he was so bad last year as an outlier versus his previous three seasons in the NFL, I can get there. And I could say this is a good gamble and a good bet for the Dolphins on a one-year deal that we're presuming is not a lot of money because they locked him down two and a half weeks before June 1st when they get all the extra money that opens up. And that's not to say they might not, they might not be done either. I wouldn't be surprised if they're not done. There's a good step in the right direction for this Dolphins offensive line. Good step in the right direction, good bet to take. And if you ask me right now, I bet he's in the starting five. Make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Hit subscribe. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Fins up. Shout out to the everydayers who are locked in with us on a daily basis. Make it a great rest of your Monday. I'll be back to talk to you all again soon with yet another episode of Locked on Dolphins. Peace.